Chapter 32 Reunion While waiting for Charlie to return, she successfully coaxed Sam back inside and had called Anthony, but there was no answer. When Charlie came in the front door, she ambushed him with a summary of what had happened during his absence, and the four of them climbed into Charlie's car and drove to the hospital. Hey everyone, Howard said as he stood up from his chair in the lobby just outside the ICU. Where's Vic? Rom, what on earth happened? He said, shocked at the sight of Rom's still deep red cheek. Rom started to speak, but winced in pain upon moving his jaw. Regaining his composure, he pushed through. Sean's back, he grunted through gritted teeth. Vicky went with him. Howard cursed to himself and shook his head. And he hit you? Rom nodded. You'll need to get that taken care of, Rom. Go on downstairs. I'll be down in a bit. Rom turned to go. Rom, I can come with you, Megan offered. You don't have to go by yourself. It's okay, Megan, Rom answered. I'll be fine. Megan was unconvinced, but couldn't think of a way to talk him into it, so she rejoined the others as Rom left down the hallway toward the elevators. Phil said we can go in and see him, if you like, Howard announced. You guys go ahead, Megan answered. I just need to take care of something first. Megan went to the nurse's station, asked to use the telephone, and tried Anthony's house again. This time his mother answered, and though she offered to put Anthony on the line, Megan decided to give her the news directly. Mrs. Clark, Phil just woke up. There was silence on the line for a moment, and then Susan answered with a voice choked with shock, emotion, and nerves. Thank you for thinking to call me, Megan. I'm sure he would love to see you if you'd like to come. Another moment as Susan evidently gathered her composure. Um, yes, okay, we'll be there shortly. Megan hung up and walked across the hall into Phil's room. Phil was propped up on a few pillows. Megan thought it strange that despite being asleep for days, he looked exhausted. But he also had a warm smile that she hadn't ever recalled seeing. Howard and Charlie sat in nearby chairs while Sam sat on a doctor's stool, slowly spinning himself around while reading a kid's magazine he held in his lap. They all turned to Megan as she came over. And Megan here has been keeping you company a lot of these past few days, Charlie said, apparently resuming a discussion already in progress. No wonder I feel so well taken care of, Phil remarked, flashing a weary but appreciative look in Megan's direction. It was nothing really, she answered. So... Megan, you were at the house when Sean came? Phil asked. Yeah, she responded, sitting on the floor in the corner. I don't understand why Vicky left with him after what he did to Rom. How can she defend someone like that? That's a good question, Howard said. I'd hoped we'd seen the last of him when he moved away from Los Alamos. I didn't realize he had come back. So they've been together before? They were married, Howard answered before Vicky jumped. Married? The revelation shocked Megan. I can't believe he would be so much different now. I mean, it sounds like he was hitting his last girlfriend, too. He hasn't changed at all, Megan. He's always been that way. It's why Vicky jumped. I thought it was because she was depressed, because she couldn't have kids. That was part of it, Howard replied. But it was the emotional abuse that made her jump. When she couldn't bear him a child, it became so much worse. And now, well, he's going to learn that about her all over again, I'm afraid, and I don't imagine the results will be all that different. Megan was stunned. Why in the world would she go back to him after all that? 
Why was she ever with him in the first place? It's not the first time she's gone back to him, Phil explained. They dated for a little while a few years back, before he started getting violent again. That was around the time Rom moved in, I think. That kind of abuse, it's hard to see when you're in that kind of relationship, Howard said. I think her father treated her mother badly, too, and when you grow up with that, well... His voice trailed off and he shook his head, looking down. I guess he lives in Santa Fe now, Megan said after a moment. She went to see him Friday night and was going to go back down there before Rom took her car keys. Yes, that's what Rom was telling me, Howard said. He got up from his seat. I should go check on him. Charlie gave Megan a significant look. Howard, Sam and I will come with you. We'll be back in a bit, Howard said, and the three of them left the room. Megan saw the two empty chairs, but did not feel like leaving her spot in the corner. Phil, I'm so sorry. Why, Megan? She felt sure that he must blame her for it all, and wondered if he was just trying to be considerate, but he looked genuinely confused. Because I told you to go see them. Phil thought for a moment before speaking. Megan, I don't blame you for what happened. Do you think... All of this is punishment for, you know, breaking the rules? You know, he answered pensively. I've given that a lot of thought. It was my first reaction, too, when I was lying there in the road, but somehow I don't think that's it. Maybe it was a coincidence, or maybe it's something more. Not a punishment, but, I don't know, a challenge. Not meant to keep me from her, but to make me appreciate life. Phil, um, Anthony and Susan, they came to the hospital the night it happened. I didn't say anything to them, I promise. They just showed up. And Susan's been coming to visit you every night. Megan looked up furtively, bracing for his reaction to the news. It didn't seem to affect Phil in the way that she thought it would. He sat pensively, looking down at his blanket-covered lap. I... No, he responded slowly. I'm not sure how, but there were times when I was aware of my surroundings in between the dreams, and I, I could feel her close. Other times I could feel that you were there. I've been alone for so long, and knowing that you two were watching over me, it made me feel safe. Megan felt herself going red in the face, but felt a sudden closeness to Phil. What were your dreams like? I don't know if they were dreams or memories or something in between. It's hard to remember them now. But they were happy, definitely happy. It was like I had never jumped, like Susan had never forgotten me, and we could look forward to getting old together, like the connection between us had never been broken. My parents never met each other. Megan said, sitting up a little straighter, at least not in this world, where I jumped off the bridge. Somehow the act of me jumping worked its way back and prevented them from ever even meeting each other. I'm just wondering if something like that is possible, then maybe, maybe there's still something there between you and Susan. I mean, maybe she feels it too and just doesn't understand why. Maybe that connection is deeper than we can understand. Phil looked up at her with a warm smile. 
You're a very wise person, Megan, he said, and they sat again in silence for a few minutes. Phil, when Vicky went to Santa Fe, she took me with her. Phil looked taken aback. To see Sean? No, I didn't even know that's why she was going. I asked her to take me to the mall to try to find uh, someone. Her voice trailed off as she debated whether or not to tell him more. Phil's look of confusion dissolved into a more relaxed expression, as though he knew what was coming next. And? Megan continued, seeing Phil's expression and feeling foolish and exposed. I thought I found her, but she didn't know what I was talking about. I mean, she did, because, well, she asked about you. I thought she was the one too, Megan. In fact, I was sure of it. Margaret matched every last description of the woman Howard saw in the grocery store that day. In fact, I'm almost sure that it was Margaret that he saw. Megan looked back at him, and this time it was her turn to be confused. But you said she wasn't the one. Margaret was probably the one Howard saw, but that's all. She's not his daughter. It took a minute for Megan to get it straight in her mind. But why did Howard feel so strongly about Margaret then? Who is his daughter? Of course, there's no way anyone could really know, but if you ask me, I don't think Howard ever had a daughter. I have no doubt that he's always wanted one. To this day, he regrets Barbara leaving him because she took with her any hope of him having a child. Megan's mind was spinning. But Rom says he's been looking for her for years. I, I've seen drawings he's had made. He's obsessed with it, Megan. He blames himself for Barbara leaving, and that, it can take its toll on a man in different ways. In his mind, Barbara leaving him and his daughter leaving him by jumping off the bridge are kind of the same thing. Why did she leave? His wife, I mean. Phil shook his head. The bridge, his other obsession. Stephen Palmetti? Phil nodded. That's where it started. Such a tragedy. It affected him so deeply, this man who had had his family ripped away from him. Howard was never really the same after that. Megan sat quietly, taking it all in, and he continued. It just goes to show you don't have to jump to have that bridge ruin your life. I... I guess I feel stupid for thinking I could find his daughter. Don't. Every single one of us has tried. It's the decent thing to do after everything he's done for us. Yeah, Megan replied, lost in thought. The thing is, Megan, you're special. You have something to offer him that none of us can. What? Megan asked, looking up. Whether or not he had a daughter that jumped from the bridge, in this world... You're the closest thing to a daughter he's ever had. As the truth of his words sank in, she heard footsteps come down the hall toward the room. A moment later, the door opened slightly, and Anthony stepped hesitantly inside, followed a few steps behind by Susan. She looked first at Megan, who could see that her cheeks were wet with tears. She then locked eyes with Phil, whose face had shades of fear and anticipation on it, but was dominated by a warm, joyful smile. Hi, Susan said, her voice quaking but resolved. I'm Susan Clark. Phil sat up a little straighter in his bed, and his tired eyes suddenly shone brightly, shedding years of age and toil. As he spoke, 
His voice cracked with emotion. Hello, Susan. Realizing they hadn't had anything to eat through the afternoon's ordeal, Megan, Anthony, Charlie, and Sam drove to Pizza Hut for dinner. As they were waiting for the pizzas to arrive, the conversation was thin when it wasn't completely absent. Sam was distracted by the tabletop arcade near the door, but for the others it was a mixture of mental exhaustion and not being able to put feelings into words. It was Charlie that first addressed the unspoken tension. So, Anthony, I'm told you have recently been introduced into the zombie world. Anthony broke a smile and an expression of relief as he turned to Megan. Is that really what you guys call it? No, she responded, rolling her eyes at Charlie. I don't know. It's the same world. We just got left out. Rom calls it waking up in Pottersville, Charlie continued, taking a sip of soda. Anyway, what do you think? Gotta be a lot to swallow, right? It's hard not to be a little skeptical, I admit, Anthony said. I guess it all comes down to the fact that, well, why would you all make something like this up? He asked it in such a way that Megan wasn't sure if the question was rhetorical or not. Feeling a little uncomfortable about it, she struggled for an answer before Charlie beat her to it. Hmm, I suppose we could be Soviet spies with a scheme to extract nuclear secrets from high school students and restaurant customers, he said, putting on an air of mock intensity. Megan smiled in spite of herself and then gave in to Charlie's goofiness. And second graders, she added, looking at Sam. Sam here is actually our commander. Shh, we have already said too much, Charlie hissed, causing Megan and Anthony to laugh for the first time all day. The waitress appeared and lowered a plate of garlic bread to the table, and Megan got up and made her way to the salad bar. As she weaved between the tables, though, she saw a familiar face in the booth nearest the door. Her mother was there, sitting and talking with another woman Megan didn't recognize. Megan turned away quickly, went around the salad bar, and sat down at the video game behind her mom's back and pretended to play. The conversation was light and lively, reminiscing about being together on swim team in high school. Soon the discussion paused and the friends spoke a little more intimately. How have you been? I feel like I haven't seen you in weeks. Oh, well, okay. You know, I told you what happened with Ed back in July. Uh, yeah, I remember. So it's been quite a while, and I actually called up a guy I hadn't seen for, like, ever. We had dated a few times way back when, and I think I was just too down on myself to let him in. He's such a nice guy, and so, I don't know, comfortable. Like, I don't need to be someone else around him. And I know it sounds dumb, but, well, he's just the kind of guy you can trust, you know? He just has that way about him. Oh, Tammy, you deserve that. Well, we were going to meet for lunch, and, I mean, on the phone he sounded really excited about it. Said he'd been thinking about me a lot, and, oh, it sounds so stupid, but I was on cloud nine. Went out and got a new outfit, got my hair done. A pit began to form in Megan's stomach. And he completely stood me up. Didn't call or anything. I called him the next day, a couple times even. No answer. I haven't heard a word from him since. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry, the friend responded. That jerk. She could hear her mom sip her drink before continuing. No, no, she said, swallowing. No, you know, it's it's this town. I've been here since second grade, and I've tried. I've really tried, you know. So that's actually why I wanted to see you today. I'm, I'm thinking of just moving out. 
have a friend with a spare room in Phoenix, and I'm just going to try to start over. I've got nothing keeping me here, you know? Megan felt stunned. Of course, her mom was right. She had no one. Wherever her dad was, he didn't seem to factor into her life. And heaven knows she hasn't got a daughter to tie her down, Megan thought. In fact, if Megan were in her mom's shoes, she likely would have done the same thing, she felt, except for... except for wrong. Megan couldn't believe she was even thinking it, but she couldn't shake the feeling that they belonged together. Only now was she letting herself recall the disappointed look on Rom's face when she told him he had to cut it off with her mom. Never in a million trillion years would she ever call Rom dad. But she couldn't ignore the fact that they would make each other very happy. And that, despite what she had felt earlier, maybe seeing them together would make her happy. Oh, Tammy, I'm so sorry, but I get it. When are you leaving? Well, I need to give Will my two weeks notice for Bronca Mesa, and I was figuring I'd tell Cindy this week, but I'm sure she won't have any trouble finding someone else to watch the kids when she has her meetings. I've just... Her confidence suddenly backed off a notch or two. I've just been trying to work up the courage to do it. The conversation continued, but Megan was stuck dwelling on her mother's plan to leave town. Thinking of the strength she saw in Rom's eyes when he kept Vicky from leaving, and the weariness she saw when Sean laid him out in the entryway, she felt awful for standing in his way of happiness with Tammy. In fact, she hadn't even expected Rom to pay any attention to Megan's request. She figured they were still dating behind her back. Finding out that Rom had been a man of his word made her feel even more selfish and low. Megan got up to walk back over to the table, determined to somehow make it right. They had returned to the hospital for a short time before Charlie, Megan, and Sam went back to the house to get Sam ready for bed. The idea of going to school tomorrow seemed so anticlimactic after the events of the weekend, but in a way, Megan welcomed the return to normalcy. There was no sign of Vicky, and frankly, Megan did not expect her to return. While the idea of losing one of their own had deeper meaning than what Megan felt like dwelling on at the moment, she was silently bemoaning the more immediate consequences. Vicky would not be getting Sam ready for school in the morning. Having seen Sam off to sleep and then spending nearly an hour quietly talking with Charlie about the events of the day, Megan got herself ready for bed and closed the door to her room. She found the drawing Sam had made lying on her bed and she sat to look at it again. The face on the figure marked Megan's mom wore a smile, and Megan thought for a moment how inaccurate it now was before realizing how much she missed that smile and how little she had truly appreciated it when it was there. She flipped the page back over to the other group of stick figures and had sudden realization. There were five figures, two adults and three boys. Sam had talked about his two older brothers, Kyle and Jacob, and here they were. Short brown hair, just like Sam. And his parents were there. His father, short brown hair and a smile identical to his son's. And his mother, sporting longish brown hair, standing beside his father and... Why was she not smiling? She flipped the page over again to check both sides. Everyone wore the same smile, except for her. The line for her mouth was clearly curved downward. She thought back to the dark backyard, where she, Charlie, and Sam peered into Sam's old life. His parents, his older brothers, the picture of family joy through the large living room window. She seemed joyful there, unlike the scene rendered by Sam's hand in crayon. Megan wondered about the disparity finally coming to the conclusion that she was reading too much into it, that it wasn't even worth worrying about, and that she needed more than anything to get some sleep.
and put the last few days behind her.